Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6.40 in the morning, um, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Texas Time, and 9.40 Michigan and East Coast Time. We're thrilled to have you along with us this morning. And as I said, this is a support call that happens Monday through Friday at this time. If you ever miss these calls, you can go back and pick them up on Sound, S-O-U-N-D, Cloud, C-L-O-U-D, put in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, and these calls will pop up. Um, They've been now archived back nine-plus years. The last several months, we've actually been putting in the host and the title of the or the topic that was covered for the call, as well as the date, so you can go back and listen to old favorites, pick up ones you've missed. It's really great. If you get your podcast through Apple or through something else, if you put in Frank Lomas and TR90, or if you put in Solutions, the digit four, anti-aging all run together, they could well pop up as well. Frank says he's been seeing them uh, cropping up on other podcast services. For those of you that don't know who I am, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, and I come to you with an education background, but a huge interest in both health, nutrition, and exercise um, due to family members that were not in the best of health, and so um, I've just had a huge interest most of my life over that. And uh, that TR90 program, when you're first starting out, is taking those supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal. One good, clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals. If you're a larger person, you'll need to increase the number of grams of protein per meal or put in a fourth meal with 30 grams of protein. Drinking plenty of water to stay hydrated. The current thinking is at least one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if, for example, you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water. But if you're exercising heavily or in a very humid area and are losing a lot of bodily fluids, then you'll need to increase that significantly to compensate for that. 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week is another key component to this program and lifestyle change because um, it is a lifestyle change. Start with wherever you're at and slowly build up to it. The same advice I give about the water is if you're not drinking sufficient water, start with wherever you're at and slowly build up to where you need to be. Find something you like and continue to do it, but add other things in to kind of switch things up. Um, I try to find a balance between the aerobic and weight-bearing just because I'm getting into that older category and I want to make sure that I have good, healthy bones as I get older and have good muscle tone as well. Seven to nine hours of rest daily is another key component to this. If you don't get enough sleep, then you're going to have a harder time um, sticking with the program because your mind won't make good choices because you're sleep deprived. So start out with where you're at. 
if you're not up to at least seven hours. And you can slowly build up to that by bumping your going to bedtime by 15 minutes, um, limiting screen activity for about an hour before you go to bed just so that your brain gets a chance to wind down and really get into a good sleep state. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables is also really important. It's part of this lifestyle change. And the closer you can get to the source of how the food comes in its natural state, the better off you will be. Um, it gives you micronutrients, macronutrients, and fiber. And fiber is one of the things that keeps your system moving along. But the macro and micronutrients are also really key to making sure you stay good and healthy as well as propelling you on your path. With that being said, I'm always looking for additional information to share with you that will help support that PR90 lifestyle. And I've been sharing with you some information recently out of a book that's called Fat Chance, Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity and Disease. And it was written by Robert H. Lustig, MD, MSL, and Lustig is spelled L-U-S-T-I-G. Um, just, there's just been a wealth of information in here. Last week I was sharing about um, how to eat without cooking and how to survive in a restaurant. And the sur restaurant survival is if the food comes in a wrapper, the wrapper has more health benefits than the food. So foods are the antithesis of real food. Whatever you do, don't order soda. Ask the server not to put the bread and chips on the table. And if you've already had dessert this week, don't make this one your second dessert. So no doubt um, you'll say, what planet is this person from? Um, Deshaun was an eight-year-old African-American boy who came into the clinic weighing 110 pounds with a BMI of 35. He was referred due to an orthopedic condition in which both hips had slipped out of their joints, limiting his motion and his ability to exercise. And sad to say, this young person was um, very con obstinate and confrontational and doing poorly in school. And his mother was friendly and seemingly compliant, but also obese and very defensive. And so... They had a hard time once they got um, got in to see Dr. Lustig. Um, he, he with, but with each visit to the clinic, he continued to show a gain in weight, and within three years, his weight was up to 220, uh, 255 pounds, and he had a BMI of 50, and he was having sleep apnea. So, if you can imagine an eight-year-old child having sleep apnea. It's, which is potentially fatal, necessitating a call to Child Protective Services in an attempt to save his life. It was thought of, it was, it is the thought of losing her child that forces the mother to face up to her own sugar addiction. She rids the house of the sodas that populated it, and she and Deshaun both got psychiatric therapy, and within a year, each had lost 60 pounds. Deshaun was conversant, pleasant, and confident and doing much better in school by the time um, 
they were each down 60 pounds. So you're wondering what planet was this child from? Well, he talks about altering the hormonal environment, but what what is Dr. Lustig talking about when he's talking about changing that hormonal environment? He could have gotten this out of any other self-help book. Oh, contraire, mon frere. We both, individually and as a society, need to do something differently to fix this pandemic. And we're talking about the overweight pandemic here, not the COVID pandemic. Clearly, something needs to change. To change behavior, if you try to modify your behavior, you're doomed to failure, as evidenced by 60 million diet recidivists nationwide. Indeed, when it comes to obesity, parents are incompetent at altering their child's behavior. Most of the world use the word behavior as meaning the actions we choose to do or not do through free will. However, the dictionary definition of behavior is a stereotyped motor response to a physiological stimulus. The operative word here is physiological. Felix Cryer, and Cryer spelled K-R-E-I-E-R in Amsterdam, argues that behavior is the sum output of the genetic, hormonal, and biochemical inputs to the central nervous system that creates specific drives. What we call behavior is actually a cognitive inhibition to those biochemical drives. Yes, you can choose to ignore your cravings and skip the cookie. But if you really keep this up 24-7-365 days, when a hormone or a neurotransmitter is telling you to act, when the signal gets struck, and when the signal gets stronger with time, this isn't just thinking in the abstract. It has real practical applications. Every human behavior requires hormonal signals for expression. Sexual behavior, androgen, estrogen, parental behavior, oxytocin. These behaviors truly are innate. They are the product of our biochemistry, which has developed evolutionarily for our survival. How else would parents not abandon their screaming two-year-old? Their hormones make them protective and form an immutable bond with their offspring. In one generation, our sugar glut has tweaked related hormones and neural pathways to our detriment. Of course, there are exceptions to this rule, but if the majority of us were consistently able to ignore our physiological responses, screaming for that donut, there wouldn't be a need for this book. Your body will always work against you and you're doomed to fail. In trying to make sense of how all of this works, or should I say used to work, I offer the insights of Marcus Stoffel, and Stoffel's S-T-O-F-F-E-L, of the University of Zurich. He discounted his childhood. He ate lunch at noon and would get out of school at 3, then rush straight to the playground. For three hours, he and his classmates would play their hearts out, drink water from the school fountain. At 6 p.m., they'd return to their homes famished. That six-hour interval of no food, only water, and vigorous exercise was absolutely essential to keep our livers happy, refreshed, and insulin-sensitive 
to the next day so that we can do it all over again. Forty years ago, soda was a treat and available only in 12-ounce cans. With the proliferation of the two-liter soda bottle, patented by DuPont in 1973, and the Big Gulp, we like Sean, now chug sugar as if it were going out of style. Parents work two jobs, don't have time to cook meals, kids are more stressed, playgrounds have disappeared due to housing and fear of crime, PE and sports have been slashed due to budget cuts, our hormones worked in our previous environment of 30 years ago, they can still work, just not in the altered environment we have created for ourselves. The sooner we realize what we have done to ourselves and to our children in the name of progress, the sooner we can unravel it, because thus far, finding methods to adapt to our new environment has proven useless. Witness the inefficiency of obesity Profiteers, face it, we're stuck with our hormones and our biochemistry. Many suffer from functional hormonal problems in one of the brain's eating pathways, hunger, reward, stress, or a combination of these three. For 50 to 60% of of the obese population, the following interventions should do the trick. For the rest of you, these interventions will be necessary, but likely not sufficient. More drastic measures will be required. To dig ourselves out of this mess, we need to fix the hormones to fix the behavior and ultimately to fix our health. And to do so, we need to fix our environment. So making hormones work for you. The roles of specific hormones in weight gain and metabolic dysfunction were elaborated in earlier chapters. The goal of obesity City management is to reverse the hormonal dysfunction by accomplishing the following. Get the insulin down to reduce your body fat and improve leptin resistance. Get the ghrelin down to reduce the hunger. To get the PYY up to hasten satiety and the feeling, the feeling of being full. And to get the cortisol down to reduce perceived stress and hunger and to reduce the deposition of energy into visceral fat. And I'll be going over um, each of those further in the next few days that I meet with you. I'm going to take this off mute so we can say goodbye to each other. I hope you really enjoyed this. Thank you for allowing me to share this information with you. And if you're looking to build a new skin business at the top of the hour, if you Scoot over to Facebook, One Team Global Live. One of our leaders will be sharing information on how to build a new skin business if that's something you're interested in. Feel free to make questions or comments. Um, always love to get feedback. So there we are. I'm going to be diving into some of those hormonal imbalances and how to get them set up for being prosperous for us. Thank you, Susan.
Thank You're you. You're welcome. Interesting. Yeah, especially about the child. Yeah. yeah, and once they figured out that that the mother was, she was seemingly compliant, but not really. That really made a huge difference in both of their lives. So. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear how he went from 110 to 255 and then, you know, in a short time he was able to drop 60 pounds. <coughs> so with that being said, I'm going to let everyone... Go on. No, and that, the dropping the 60 pounds, was that changing the hormone? I, I was kind of doing something. What was the... Um, Processor, what did he do that that got him on the uh, the way down the weight? The the mother realizing a she could lose her child to child protective services, realizing okay. she had a sugar addiction and she was feeding her son a, a sugar addiction, so she okay. got rid of all the sugar and sodas out of the house. So okay. that set the hormones up on a path that. Um, to really start working towards where they needed to be. Okay. All right. Thank you. I was not paying attention. <laughs> not heard I, I might not have been real clear either. So, you know, I do work to try to be clear on my things, but you just never know. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it's not with me. But, um, but yeah, getting that stuff out of the house is important. Yes, indeed, it sure does. Well, that, with that being said, I'm going to let everyone go to start their wonderful day, and we look forward to seeing you back again tomorrow, and we'll find out a little bit more about how to change those hormones to get them to move in the direction we wish them to move in. Thank you, and have a great day, one and all. Thank you. You too. I will. Okay. Bye.